Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to day two of the 30 days of 30 minute rows. Now, as you can see, I've tried to come up with some kind of a solution to give you graphics on screen while I continue to record these as live in order to get them out as quick as possible. Please let me know whether that's good enough and I'll try and change it if it's not. Anyway, so today's 30 minutes, we're just going to do this as uh, 18 strokes per minute and at 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. So it's a very simple, really backed off regenerative row, which gives you a chance to work on your technique, chance to work on your core fitness and just to kind of recover after what was a relatively tough session yesterday and what might be a tough session for day three. Okay. Now I'm going to do this strapless today in order to give me a chance to work on my technique. You can follow suit. If you've never rode strapless before, then I recommend just loosening off the straps rather than taking your feet completely out because I don't want you falling off the back of the machine, okay? But before we get into any of that, we're going to have to do four minutes warm up, okay? And we start off by setting up our machine. So go to your drag factor first and set that wherever you want it to be. If you're on a non-concept two, that's perfectly fine. Just set your resistance or whatever you have. So you get a decent weight out of the machine, but it doesn't feel like you're having to heave it in order to get uh, the flywheel or whatever moving. Next up, set your monitor to eye height if you can. And finally, your foot straps, which I'm going to be in for the warm-up, should be set to a height probably across the balls of your feet. But what it should do is allow you to get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, okay? Too high, you might not be able to get there. Too low, you're going to go flying straight past it and could hyperextend your back. So... As far as the zone things are concerned, you should see the four minutes as the first interval on screen, and that is our warm-up, okay? So we're going to do this at 18 strokes a minute, and your uh, power and pace is just going to be enough of a push from your feet that you can think about the connection between your feet and your hands, all right? And then we're going to increase pace. So here we go then. In three, two, one, go. Now hopefully this is all going to work from a tech point of view. Looks like it is right now. So I'm going nice and gentle for the time being while I think about this push of my feet and that moment when my hands connect the handle to the flywheel, okay? So I want it to happen at exactly the same time. If I push too soon, my backside scoots out from behind me and I lose leg power. If I pull on the handle too soon, I just can't get that leg power in because I've suddenly changed and bound everything up about me. You can see my pace dropped right off. But then connect both at the same time and the power should start to flood into the machine. Then once you've got this timing sorted, I want you to start to increase your pace closer to round about 2k plus 20 which for me right now is 2 minutes and 5 seconds if you don't know what I mean with this whole 2k plus thing then it's based on rowing a 2 kilometer time trial and dividing the result by 4 and that gives you the average time to row 500 meters in your 2k time trial so if you did it in 820 
your average is 205 and when I say row it 2k plus 20 that means that you row it 225 pace okay two strokes one more and let's put a foot on the ground and continue to row now don't worry if your pace drops off when you've only got one leg strapped in that's okay you've only got one leg strapped in but it's things you still want to make sure your technique's okay don't hyperextend at the front I mean like really roll in because you can swap feet flick flick this is sometimes interesting to see if there's a difference between one foot and another I was around about 208 on the last one 209, 210 now so maybe my left leg is slightly stronger than my right leg or it could just be a stroke rate thing, who knows okay, last one here, both feet in legs straight just roll with your back and arms so swing over your hips with your back to, to kind of pick up the handle and then pull in with your arms so you take the power with your back first then pull in your arms then out with your arms and then rock back over your hips again this is the key is to be rocking over your hips backwards and forwards okay let's roll to the front with straight arms and forward lean and just press out so just press out from the front not too hard because I want you to try and hold this forward lean and straight arms as much as possible and if you push too hard, too hard you end up kind of having to take the strain of it okay one more stroke and that is us done on the warm up which is fine because it's quite a low intensity row today so have a quick drink which I'm about to do excuse me I'll try not to make it too loud for you and then yeah okay so I have my interval set so that I can press to continue to the next one so that's the middle column now um, or the well the next one along you'll see the one that you're supposed to be watching for the next one and hopefully it'll then all shunt up one column when it comes to uh, the cool down at the end let's see but anyway so just to recap what we're doing today is 30 minutes at 18 strokes per minute and your pace is going to be 2k plus 20 to 22 now I'm going to sit probably more on the 22 because I'm going to do this strapless and I want to not worry too much about how fast I'm going on I want to think more about my technique um, especially because yesterday was quite tough tomorrow will be quite tough and actually right after I finish recording this I've got um, quite a tough Zwift race ahead of me so I don't want to end up too tired for that so but you pick your pace between 2k plus 20 to 22 and then try and stick to it for the whole 30 minutes okay right let's get into this then it's 30 minutes none of this fancy pants changing rates or anything we're just going to hold rate and pace the whole way through i'm going to do the strapless and like i say you can do that too but if you've never done strapless before just ease your straps off a little bit so that if you need to flick your feet back and hold on to yourself you can because <laughs> i don't want to hear about anyone falling off the machine so i'm gonna get ready to press my button because we are going in three two one go 
Right, so you may be wondering why I have my feet out of the straps. The truth is that rowing strapless is an incredible way to tidy up various gremlins with your technique, or at least with my technique. I won't throw you into this. <laughs> so, it's kind of like if your technique was hair, <laughs> then sometimes your hair can get a bit tangled, a bit messed up. You've had a tough night out, need a bit of a bit of attention to sort out what's going on up there. And then you row with your feet out of the straps for a while. And that's like running a really super comb through your hair. Everything starts to fall into place as if by magic. And the truth is, it's because with your feet out of the straps, you can't get lazy. Because it's really easy to not think about, especially the finish of the stroke and getting your legs fully down and all that power into the machine. If you just flick your feet up against the straps, you can stop any excess momentum that's going backwards by flicking your feet up. But without your feet in the straps, if you haven't put all of the power into the machine and you don't stop at the back of the stroke with a braced core and a relatively good posture, then you fall off the back of the machine. So for a start, what it means that my leg drive is full. F-U-L-L, -L, not F-O-O-L. I'm a fool. My leg drive is full. <laughs> so it means I'm getting my legs down by the end of the stroke. Toes are pointing towards the front of the machine rather than flicking against the straps and pointing up to the ceiling, which isn't good. And also, by your legs being all the way down, you know you've got all of the available power from your legs has gone in to the machine. But it also means that you can get the timing right. That you know that your legs are done 
you don't have that extra momentum flying backwards so your legs finish and then like a fraction of a second later we're not talking ages but a fraction of a second after your legs finish your back comes in to its backward lean and then finally your hands come to pull into a finish and by doing it in that sequence you know that all of that power and momentum has gone into the machine whereas it's really easy to cheat when your feet are in the straps and it's kind of the don't want to be too rude about gym goers but it's one of the more popular techniques that you'll see in a gym is when people kind of finish early with the legs slump forwards bend their knees and kind of in fact I almost fell, almost fell off the back of the machine I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna demonstrate <laughs> what they do but by kind of finishing with their back first and then raising their knees too early tugging on the foot straps to pull themselves forwards again they're all over the place and I often get asked by people to help with them with their stroke rate be it that they're unable to row at these low stroke rates or they're unable to row at the faster high the faster higher stroke rates and pretty much nine out of ten times it's to do with them having quite poor stroke rhythm and again nine out of ten times that's because they're tugging their feet on the foot straps and kind of jerking up and down the machine instead of flowing from phase to phase and trust me if you're rowing with your feet out of the straps you have to have this flow because either as I say you're running the risk of falling off the back of the machine or if you don't have the flow to return you back to the front of the machine again you're kind of beached at the back if you're so used to flicking your feet to tug yourself to the front when you don't have your straps how do you get forwards? and so that's all done by flow of your body 
shifting your momentum forwards and then backwards and forwards backwards forwards and using your legs and your back and your arms and then your arms your back and your legs to get you up and down the machine and once you learn that any stroke rate is within your reach I think the highest rate I've ever managed is 60 that's one stroke per second admittedly I think it's probably quite a short slide so I wasn't recovering the whole way forwards but because it's all about momentum backwards and forwards you can actually get your stroke rate up nice and high oh, I'll come back to this stuff in a sec but let's just see where we are so I'm averaging yeah, around about 2k plus 21 kind of bouncing between 20 and 22 to be fair it's when I concentrate on my stroke that I zip up to plus 20 and then when I'm too busy talking to you <laughs> that's when I slip Right, so that's our first 10 minutes done now again it's a bit late to be saying this but if you've been using ErgZone which is what the monitor is then you'll have seen that this session is just the half hour main session as far as you're concerned rather than how I've got it with the warm-up and then main session and cool down but the reason for that well it's twofold number one it means I don't have to sit here adjusting the laptop in between portions of today's row but as far as what you're loading up for day two because it's just a straight 30 minute row it means that when you're finished if you want to you can go on to the concept 2 logbook and rank it against other people admittedly I'm not going to figure at 18 strokes a minute that you're going to be setting the world on fire but still worth ranking it but bear in mind as long as nothing goes 
terribly wrong this month. There are going to be 30 options to do a 30-minute row, of which some of them are going to be freestyle. And usually what I'm going to push you for is that if you have the energy, you do those freestyle rows as time trials. And they're the ones that you will want to rank and see how you fare against other people around the world. Your age, weight, sex, even location. It's a great thing about concept two and the logbook is that actually you can drill your results down into something that you can feel good about. So like my current 500 meter time from a worldwide point of view isn't that great at 131 quite slow but then when I change it to 40 to 49 age bracket I'm suddenly doing a bit better then change it to lightweight I'm doing a lot better and then United Kingdom and I find them kind of right about top 20 so it's good from uh, <laughs> from an ego boost point of view but remember comparing yourself to others is about kind of aspiration not motivation what I mean is I can look at some of the 40 to 49 year old lightweight male times for a 2k and they're just too fast for me chances of me being able to get into the six teens so like 612 or something I think those days have sailed unless I can stop work and train full-time so I look at those times as a wow that's amazing and inspiring but I wouldn't use it as a motivation tool because the more I realized that I couldn't reach that pace the less motivating it would be and in fact the more demotivating it would become so I'd be like why bother so it's good to look at other people so that you know that there is a possibility 
to go a lot faster than you're currently rowing at. But you need to also be aware of where you are and just think today I am this fast tomorrow I want to be this plus one fast so as long as you are better tomorrow than you are today that's all that matters and to be honest if you kept on doing it pretty soon you would be at that super pacey result you don't need to think about getting your 2k time a minute faster it's much easier to think about getting one second faster per week and then if you consistently manage that within a year you're almost there one second a week really isn't that much across a 2k what is <laughs> a big ask is doing a 2k test every week so maybe you look for two seconds every two weeks or even four seconds per month because that's still only an increase of one second per 500 meters so if you did it at two minutes and 15 then four weeks later you only have to row at two minutes 14 pace and your 2k will be four seconds faster one second per week it's simple to look at it that way these little micro goals you still want to have a macro goal at the end of it whether that's just I want to perform better at a competition or whether it's I want to knock 40 seconds off my 2k time that's up to you but set that long-term goal and then chip away at it rather than trying to chase that goal from the start all right let's just row through the last 33 seconds of this 10 minute chunk and then I'll get back to technique chat this is often a good time to bring it up in case things have slipped since the start of the rope all right two more strokes and that will be 20 minutes gone we're doing well time is flying 
it's always nice no matter what time you're rowing when the counter ticks over into single digits you're like oh I'm almost home and then it's the same with if I'm rowing a distance piece once I get to 2k to go that's when I start to think I'm almost home but the key is to keep the pace up and not drop off towards the closing stages and often the pace drops off because your technique has dropped off so let's spend a few minutes just going over the positions that you should be in so front of the machine right before you take the stroke it's known as the catch here the ideal position is arms straight out in front of you at a neutral height kind of in line with your sternum really straight and relaxed ready to brace against the power from the stroke but you also want to have a forward tilt of your back over your hips so forward tilt forwards with those straight arms which helps the power come from your legs into your arms uninterrupted by your back muscles chin neutral so you're basically this is why I say you have the monitor at eye height so you're just looking straight in front of you keep your chin level I don't want to see you looking up at the sky because what that does is it promotes your back leaning back too soon so keep your eyes forwards and then you slide as far forwards as you can until your shins are pointing vertically no more if you struggle to do that it could be flexibility issues but it could also be your foot stretchers are set too high or it could be your posture so you want to be up on your sit bones nice and powerful as though you've got something in your back pocket that you don't want to break and then that's you 
in the right position. Knees slightly apart. If you're not knees together as you come forwards, you can't really get the power out. You wouldn't squat with your knees together. So I can align my knees up with my armpits. I don't put them in because that would have me slumping in order to tuck them up there. We don't want that. But in line with my armpits, right about wide enough with the knees. And it also provides the right amount of compression with that forward tilt and the forwards slide shins are vertical and finally you can then push your legs into the foot plates so think about pushing the machine away from you push don't think about sending yourself backwards in fact just changing my mindset and thinking about pushing the machine away my pace is just naturally increased now you have to hold that forward tilt of your back and the straight arms for at least half of your leg drive so drive and then once you're halfway through your leg drive that's when you swing your back from the forward lean into the backward lean so drive swing legs back and then right after your backswing starts that's when you finally pull on the handle you're not pulling on the handle until the back of the stroke so straight pull straight pull and then try to keep your wrists flat as you pull into a close and if that means a slight outwards flare of your elbows then that's fine I don't really advocate coming all the way out like a chicken but then neither do I advocate sending the elbows right down and then having bunny hands at the back of the stroke nor do I really suggest that you finish really high okay try and finish right about sternum height with a handle that's enough and then the handle comes into your chest and then let your arms just naturally bounce away again so in out 
Same pace. In, out. Then your arms away, trigger that rock back over your hips. And once your hands are past your knees and you're in that forward lean again, all you have to do is bend your knees and you will effortlessly slide to the front of the machine again. Because remember, I'm still not strapped in, so I am not tugging myself forwards with my feet. I'm using the arms away and then rock over my body to shift my weight and momentum onto the front of the seat so that when I do bend my knees I'm already rolling forwards anyway or at least my body weight is already moving and then you just slide to the front into the catch do it all again just remember the power from the stroke comes from your legs you don't pull until the back of the stroke push pull push pull two more strokes one more good job so did I average 205.4 which is 2k plus 20 and a half so let's see if I <laughs> pay for that in tonight's Zwift race that wouldn't be good right compose yourself a sec have a quick drink I'll try and move my mic there we go and then that wasn't too tough a row so I don't need to waffle at you for a couple of minutes in order for you to cool down enough to then hit the cool down so we can just go straight into it again let's just do this run about 18 strokes a minute but start you can still start at 2k plus 20 but then slow down your pace closer to 2k plus 30 35 gradually slowing down into what i call neutral okay here we go then in three two one let's go just two minutes and this is just here to flush out your muscles let your brain kind of disengage with the row just find what pace you want I'm going to aim for around about 2k plus 30 which is 215 pace and I'll just hold this the whole way home but yeah cooldowns are I mean you could argue after a row like today maybe you don't need a cool down because it wasn't too intense but my comeback for that is that if you get into the habit of always cooling down then you won't skip the times that you really need it I remember doing a I think it was just a hundred or sorry a one minute row once absolute full whack how many meters could I get in a minute? Didn't 
cool down afterwards and then completely seized no idea why it's only a minute's worth of hard rowing but I think it was in the bar afterwards and just totally cramped up could be that I didn't drink enough or something but I learnt from then how important it is to cool down still needing to learn the importance of always stretching so I can guarantee I won't stretch after this I'll just go straight into my Zwift race I'll do a video about stretching Will Wright got in touch and asked about one so I really should do one show you what I do okay, last stroke for me you can continue to cool down if you wish or just use this brief moment while I say goodbye to pack up and stretch and all that kind of stuff I'm going to go, I'm going to make this a short goodbye because I've got this race in 25 minutes so I need to go and get into my into my lycra so yeah, thank you so much for joining me for day 2 do let me know whether the big screen worked for you or not whether that's a good idea, whether you can see it clearly enough I mean, I need to do these without post-production, without the, the normal fancy graphics in order to turn them around quick enough so it's that or nothing, I'm afraid <laughs> so if you don't like it, then I'm sorry I can make the screen bigger, I suppose but then you start to lose the, uh, the some of the metrics so um, I can lose the heart rate, I guess because do you care whether it was what the percentage was? Probably not Anyway, thank you so much for doing this one. Uh, it's going to be a slightly tougher row for day three, but you'd expect that after today's one, which was a slight regenerative one. And remember, Sunday morning, nine o'clock UK time, um, I'm joining forces with Fitness Matters um, to do a row uh, on Erg Race app. So keep an eye out on the YouTube community and the Facebook group where I'll post what the code is for that race if you wish to join anyone can join you don't have to be part of row along you don't have to be part of fitness matters we're just trying to promote it between the two of us to try and get as many people rowing on a sunday morning as possible so that'll be fun so but it's sunday that's that's gonna be day seven we're still only on day two so hang around for day three i will post in the morning what the session will be yeah and i hope you enjoyed this one so make sure and stretch drink all that kind of stuff stay safe be well bye bye for more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.